welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Uh, sorry we're a little bit late tonight, but um, Karen, how are you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Yes. Our so, delay actually made it so I was able to finish a piece of work. So outstanding. <laughs> it's <all> good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so weird how these things happen. But um, So anyways, we were talking a little bit off air, and you were telling me that your spirits have been very active of late. Uh, like the last, just the last couple days, I've sort of noticed a few things starting to pick up in our house. What's really interesting is that, of course, you know, I have the very clear spidey sense mm-hmm. and things like that. But at my house, because I'm so used to them and so used to their energy, I don't pick them up in the same way as I do if I were to walk into some stranger's house. Right. Because I'm just used to it. So, yeah, so we've had a few, you know, just kind of a few little things and a few unexplained dog freakouts and things. And I thought, oh, well, I wonder if things are starting to pick up. Then last night, Jim and I were um, asleep. It was actually this morning, probably about 2, 3 in the morning, sound asleep uh, in our bedroom. And um, our bedroom is up against the carport. Okay. So carport's on the other side. And I hear a crash it wakes us up out of a sound sleep but what was weird about the crash is it woke both jim and i up the dogs didn't make a peep and one of our dogs freaks out at any little noise at night i mean he's he's neurotic but he's also a great watchdog because he's so freaking neurotic right right. um so the dogs didn't make a peep and they were in bed with us and so jim got up and he looked all around and he couldn't find anything that had crashed so this morning when i got up i went out to the carport because i thought well maybe it was something in the carport looked mm-hmm. in the carport nothing out of place i looked all through the house and it sounded like it was right in the bedroom with us yeah um, there was nothing nothing i could find nothing that made that noise plus it's weird that the dogs didn't seem to hear it and respond to it even though it woke both of us up so then today I was home alone. Um, Jim went up to see Godzilla with his son Kevin and Santa nice. was at school. Yeah. So I was home alone and I was sitting here in the living room. The dogs were all with me. They were all on the couch and okay. I was working and I heard my front door click and creak. <laughs> and <laughs> I got up and the front door had opened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they're. Clearly, there are like exp- there are explanations that for how why these things happen, but mm-hmm. we get these things happening on such a you know, it's like they come in clusters. Yeah, and things will be fine, and we won't have anything for months. See, you know what, and that is that is one of the most interesting things because you that you hear that very that, that's a very common. Um, thing that people talk about that's like we have like this you know a lot of stuff that goes on at one time and then it's just nothing for about a week or two well doesn't that make you think we should talk about this in our round table in a little bit doesn't Mm -hmm. that make you think that there are conditions maybe certain conditions at certain times that make it more conducive to activity or something you know what let's save that for the round table okay because that's a really interesting question hey cheryl cheryl 
Do we want to just go ahead and bring the roundtable people on, or do you need to? Are you doing stuff, or you want Rick and I to gab? Okay, tonight uh, for our listeners, we are having a paranormal roundtable. Uh, we have these a uh, couple times a year. They're actually a whole lot of fun, where we talk about various different topics. Joining us tonight, a panelist, I guess, um, yours truly of Paranormal Underground Radio, uh, me Rick Hale, and also Chuck. Uh, Chuck Chucky G. G. Chucky no, G. G. Also known in as Chucky, Chucky Chicago. Oh, no, Yo, Chucky what's up? Chicago. What's yeah. up, Paranormal yeah. Underground people? No, wait. He's Chucky <laughs> Southside, and you're I've forgotten now. I'm, I'm, I'm Rick Northside. <laughs> okay, Chucky Southside and Ricky Chicago. There you go. So, uh, of, of, of In the Dark Investigations, as well as In the Dark Radio, our sister oh. show. Oh, yeah. And joining like us also... Yeah, that's right. That's the bro show. And also joining us tonight is uh, Shane Pittman, formerly of Spike Paranormal, but co-founder now of Fusion Paranormal. So, guys, thank you so much you for uh, joining Chad. us tonight. And Chad, Chad, our publisher-in-chief, the boss. Oh, my God, I may as well just quit right now. Cause Chad Wilson, there. that would be. Chad, I got Chad you Chad Wilson. Dude. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so Rick and I were talking about something um, and when we were maybe on the air, maybe not, don't know. <laughs> and we thought it would be a good subject to start out our roundtable with. And so um, what we were talking about is that I seem to, in my house, I have spirits in my house, but it seems to come in clusters. We will have nothing for months, and then we'll have several days of multiple things happening in a day. And then it'll go for months and there's nothing again. And I was mentioning that, that even though I can tune into spirits everywhere else, in my own house, I'm so used to them, I don't tune into them very well. Just, you know, the nature of the beast, apparently. Mm-hmm. But so what I want to know is Rick said, well, hey, I've heard that a lot, too, that it goes in clusters like that. Do you think that there are what do you think the reason is for this? Do you think that there are some kind of conditions that set up that make that make it more conducive to paranormal activity? Do you think that maybe I get a little crazy once a month, you know, about every 28 days, and I imagine things? Uh, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, let's start with Shane, who will say nice things about me. (laughs) Of course. I don't think, what I believe it is, and uh, from the cases that I've done anyway, from the research that we've gathered, I believe that it has a lot to do with the emotion in the house or maybe the, you know, just the energy that's going on in the house. Sometimes, you know, as you know, I have four children. Rick, you know that. I have four children. And um, sometimes it gets pretty hectic in my house. Sure. And um, so that tension and that level of energy is, is high. Okay. And what I found and what my group has found in, in, in the investigations that we've done is a lot of times uh, a lot of activity seems to intensify whenever there's high energy going on. There's a lot of there's either tension or there's uh, just a lot going on at one time, a lot of different emotions going on at once. And I seem to feel that it gets more heightened in times of, of that nature, is there is there a lot of times where, where the tension is heightened with you, you think? Or? Well, the energy in my house right now is absolutely fabulous. Um, you know, my son's getting ready to graduate from high school and go off to college, and we've been, uh, you know, working on that. Um, but you hold know, on we a went- sec. 
What? Karen, I'm just going to stop you right there because I think that you may have just said the key. Now, your son is going off to college. You being a psychic person with, with, an, with a considerable amount of psychic energy, maybe this is causing you stress, thereby causing this upswing in activity. But I'm not feeling stressed. I'm feeling really happy. Things are feeling really good right now. Okay. Um, On the surface, in, but what about subconsciously? Oh, no, even subconsciously things are feeling okay. really good yeah, right. right now. I actually, today when I was meditating... I actually started crying because I was so grateful for things in my life right now. Yeah, I, I think that I, I I think that it doesn't have to be like a negative tension kind of uh, emotion. I kind of yeah. agree with Shane um, that you know even a good emotion, a really happy yeah. buildup of that yeah. you know, frequency yeah. can can do the same this the same effect. You know, sure. It's just it's just it's just the amount of energy not the style of energy i guess that that makes up what could be possibly happening and allowing these things to manifest themselves sure that makes a lot of sense and yeah i i i agree with that actually um you know although i also believe that there are certain conditions um where an energy builds up i'm talking atmospheric like i think yeah. chuck you and i have discussed yeah. this before yes we yeah, I I agree think about that, this. i think that rainstorms mm-hmm. or uh, thunderstorms for instance can create more energy so chad what do you think's going on well, if you consider the emotional state of everybody else in the house, because, you know, Tanner's getting ready to go, a big change in his life, so maybe he's having some, you know. Oh, he's excited. He can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's all the excitement. Yeah, yeah right. it, it probably is. You're, you're right. I think that we're all feeling really good about a lot of mm-hmm. things. And you're right. Energy is energy. Yeah, I think it's a probably a, a uh, I think it's probably a little of both. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got all the different people in the house all heightened with your energy, and then you got... um the the right kind of conditions, you know, whatever they might be, you know. Um, I think the combination of the two is probably what's, you know, it's not just one thing. I think it's more than just one thing that actually uh, triggers the the effect. Yeah. Have you guys experienced that in your um, investigations, that, that things go in clusters for people? Because I have heard that. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, like when we do certain places we go to, um, yeah, it, it does – it does change. It does add to the like when we went out to Willow Creek uh, in Shannon, Illinois. Um, you know, um, the, the couple of times we, we went out there three times, and two of the times were kind of like the same kind of setup. Uh, actually, it was kind of funny because they were both kind of stormy days. Um, you know, of course, we're all going in there. We're all excited because we want to, you know, do our investigation. So you add that to the uh, atmospheric changes that are happening there versus the one time we went there it was real nice and sunny and kind of like laid back. We didn't get it quite as much. So, I mean, I saw there was some sort of a connection to the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. So you guys sent a bunch of topics that you wanted to talk about. And unfortunately, we have a shortened time because, you know, well... Things shock. happen. <laughs> no, I blame no, you, Chuck. All right, easy, son, easy. Because right, of our, our, our issues, our issues this evening, issues? but we'll we'll try to get to them. And actually, the the one at the top of the list is, of course, one of my absolute favorite subjects. And Shane wanted to talk about it, and so I am thrilled too because I talk about this a lot. Um, but. You know, I necessarily, other people don't necessarily. So one of Shane's topics that he mentioned that he would like to talk about is reincarnation and regression. And by that, I'm assuming he means past life. You mean past life and life between lives regression, right, Shane? Right, right. And uh, uh, a lot of the things as far as with the reincarnation and the past life regression, 
that really fascinates me. And it, it, it's really cool because I've seen some of the work of Dr. Ivan Stevenson and, and things of that nature where, where they kind of tie in, you know, they go to the children first and the claims that, yes. that they have. And they kind of tie it back to things that have happened in the past and try to piece the puzzle together. And I, I find it really interesting yeah. how closely connected all of these stories are. And they find out so many different things, especially with the children, the claims that the children have. That is that is right. amazing to me because, I mean, yes. there's no other way that these children would be able to know these things. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. So... So I'm actually currently writing um, my master's thesis on reincarnation and reincarnation studies. And one of the things that I'm really fascinated to ask you guys about is this. So clearly people learn about reincarnation, whether it's through children's past life memory, spontaneous memory, uh, past life reincarnation, regression, or like the stuff that happened with me with the Nellie Sharp stuff up at Wellington. Um, so what I want to know is what do you guys think is the value of, why Why do you think people learn about reincarnation? What is the value to our souls about that? And I think I want to start with Chad. Sorry, I was talking to Cheryl. What was the question again? I want to know what you think. So obviously people remember reincarnation. They remember past uh-huh. lives, sometimes spontaneously, sometimes therapeutically. Yeah. Sometimes they stumble on it like I did with Nellie Sharp. Yeah. So what I want to know is what do you think is the value to our soul of that? Because everything happens for a reason. Why do we remember past lives? Mm, maybe it's perspective on you know where we currently are in our current life. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, Jack. What do you think? Um, I think that maybe it might be that you know it, it's it's a way to get cues to go in a certain direction, so we know what we need to uh, further ourselves in. You know what I mean? Uh, it kind of gives us a little background, so we know not to travel down a certain path. You know, to move forward to a different path that we can just build upon. Because I mean, that's the whole idea, from what I understand, is to build upon yourself to gain more knowledge and to know to change uh, over the path. course of lifetimes yeah exactly yes. so i think that mm-hmm. by knowing that it kind of helps you not to go down the same thing and trying to relearn the same thing you know i think it just it kind of gives you a little bit of a cue to learn it you got to build upon that and go forward okay rick what do you think well it's interesting that this is a really great question because i was just having a conversation with uh, the parapsychologist pete haviland about this and right now there is a little boy in um, I think in Israel, he's actually in the Golan Heights. He had a past life memory of being murdered with a hatchet. And he was actually able yeah. to lead the police to where his body was in his Yeah, I saw life. that article. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe the value of that is, is that past life was emerging so they could give this, I mean, because, you know, pe- people are Jewish. They have a, they have a very different way of of doing burials than we do, maybe this was just a way of um, finding this body and to put this body at rest. Maybe okay. even to find the killers, hopefully, too. Sure. Okay. So, Shane, what do you think the value is in, in discovering past lives? Well, see, I, I agree with everybody. I, I believe what it is really is it's, it's a learning process. I mean, because in our life, in our lives anyway, we're constantly, you know, as long as we're breathing, we're learning. So I believe that 
all of these things and maybe the reason why people, uh, you know, they remember the past lives and things like that. It is a learning process like Chuck was talking about. It's, you know, to maybe correct mistakes or to just to grow as a person. I believe that in the end, that's what matters is as long as we're growing and maturing, that's what really matters in in all of our lives. Okay. I actually want to answer this one, even though, you know, I'm like moderating because my belief, because I am somebody who has discovered a past life and has had regression therapy several times and can track my past lives back to about the the 1600s. Um, So what I think the value for me has been is very simple. It's been to teach me that love never dies, that we never die, that we're eternal. So Mm. that's been my experience of it. So uh, I I like that answer. Yeah. On to another topic. Uh, also from Shane, which is another one of my favorite topics. So um, it's about consciousness. Now let's talk about this for a minute. They uh, they have done studies on the human brain that have shown that we don't have enough neurons. That's brain, you know, brain cells, brain connections in our body to account for human consciousness. So does conscious is consciousness that is something that exists outside of us? What is consciousness? Or do you think that consciousness is just a series of chemical reactions? You know, like that it's like answers to binary yes or no questions and, and that that's how we go through our lives. Let's see. We will start this time with Chuck. Hey. Hey. Hello. <laughs> so you're asking if I think consciousness is more than just a bunch of blips and blaps, correct? Yeah, that's more than okay. a biological function of the human yeah, body. I, I believe it is more of a biological, more than a biological function. I believe that that's what makes us who we are as individuals. I believe that our souls hold that particular feelings, those emotions. Those I think there's energy involved there or frequencies involved that make us who we are. And that's why you can take the soul out of the body, or the the, the meat stick, as I like to call it, and um, <laughs> you can still you can still that be is that inappropriate person. for radio, Chuck. Hey, hey, hey. It's a family <laughs> show. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, no, I, I I do. I think that that's I think that's who we are. That's our essence. That's okay. who we are. I think right. that uh, it, there is that connection. It's more than just that. Yeah. All right, Ricky Chicago. Well, I think they can't. I think they can't find it because they might be looking in the wrong place. I think it is something that is purely spiritual. Um, so, you, do you think that consciousness has any biological aspects to it? I got to come from my own belief. I just uh, personally, I think it's spiritual, and I uh, and I think that it all goes back to the universal mind. Chuck, was that sorry because you disagreed with him? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just, I was just, I was listening. I was taking it in. You know, it's, it's a passive aggressive side. No, I feel that there's, it's connected to our DNA. I think it's connected. Like I read a book called um, "The Theories of Grave Matrixing." You know, where it's, uh-huh. it's built into our DNA. So I think it's, it kind of built into that. But I think it's also can be separated and still be us. You know, once we're our, our bodies uh, go away. You know, so I mean, okay. that's just my thought, though. Okay, Rick. I'm sorry I interrupted you with Chuck. Was there more? No, no, no. That was it. I, I just, I think that it's they're just looking in the wrong place because science doesn't want to. They don't. They don't want to accept the idea of the of the human spirit of okay. spirituality. Okay. So, Shane, what do you think? 
I believe it's I believe it's a universal thing as far as what Rick was saying as well. A lot of people tie it back to the reincarnation aspect as well. Sure. Like consciousness, you know, it, it exists after the body dies and then it links up to another body and continues on and it never it's a never ending process. And from the studies that I've done, I, I believe that, that consciousness, you know, and there's other scientists that have, that have had the same opinion, where consciousness is was there before the material world. So it's basically consciousness can exist whether the material world or a body is there or not. Okay. okay. So, Chad... Um, I believe that our consciousness exists on differing levels, whereas you might have the higher self, which is, you know, kind of helps guide you throughout your various you know, incarnations. Mm-hmm. So I think on some level, your consciousness does exist outside your body. Um, I think the mind just basically maybe holds your essence of who you are and, you know, the experiences you have when you, you know, go through a life. And then, but I, yeah, I think there's definitely more to it than just what's within our body. Okay. So I have two separate questions, and I'm probably going to ask them both to you guys at the same time, so I won't forget. Um, So I want to first kind of riff on what Chad said, which is that we hold the experiences of our lifetime in our body, and yet there are things that happen in reincarnation cases. Uh, You know, Dr. Stevenson's cases are, are... talk about it a lot um, and a lot of other cases do too uh, Brian Weiss talks about it a lot as well that um, people come back with scars on their body or birthmarks that match where there were injuries in the past life and people come back um, and they have phobias and fears and yet the second they have a past life regression and they recognize that they, what caused those phobias and fears, those things go away. It happens with health problems. It happens with mental health problems. So the first question is, if consciousness is entirely separate from the body, why do those things happen? And the second question is, and this is something we actually t- touched on in your show last week, Chuck, yeah. is um, the whole thing about, okay, so if our consciousness exists entirely separately from the human body, right? Mm-hmm. So if that if our consciousness exists separately from the human body, are our souls parasites, and would the human body exist without the soul? What do you think? I think who is it your turn to go first, Chuck? Um, I don't. I'm not really sure. If you want me to, I will. We will because I just lost all track. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I think our souls drive our bodies. So I don't know, I'm about the parasite thing. It reminds me more okay. of like the movie Aliens, but um, but yeah, I, I think it, it, I think it's it stands on its own, but there's a purpose for it within us, uh, and it does drive us as far as our bodies are concerned, physically. I guess um, I think that it can do it, it can do both. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, there's a it's a, there's a reason why it's in, in our bodies because we're made to be here on Earth in a physical form um, to do what we need to do, and then they can then leave, and then they can move into something else. I think I think there's a lot more to it than than we give it credit for. So, can the body exist without the soul? Um, uh, I guess I would have to say it, it, it's a weird question because I, I mean physically. Uh, no, because if your soul is not in your body, then you're not alive. So then you're just going to decay. But so what if I we think, what if we clone somebody 
Where's uh-huh. their soul come from? Because that's a whole different thing. I don't know. Uh, well, since the universe is made up of energy, why couldn't some form of energy fall within that body? Like, maybe there's a reason. Maybe, like, when we create a body, it has to have a soul. Okay. You know what I mean? But maybe it has to, so something draws into it, and then it, 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 it becomes itself. See, Rick, if I were you, I would have sighed while Chuck was talking. Um, so, Shane. <laughs> Shane, what do you think? Well, I'm, I'm with Chuck on this one. I, I believe that that consciousness it has its place, but as far as the the you know, I guess our souls being a parasite of the body, I'm kind of you know. I'm, Parasite's a negative word. <laughs> I, it has um, negative connotations, but you know what I'm saying. Can't what yes, I'm saying right. is can the body exist without the soul? Is the soul something separate from the body that then comes into the body? Would did would human beings would people still be people without a soul? Will people still be people? No, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. With the, with with consciousness and soul, I, d- I just don't see how how you know that would even be even be possible. Fair enough. Okay, Rick. Well, you know, with with, the, with something like this, it kind of reminds me of um, uh, Herbert West, the Reanimator by H.P. Lovecraft, and he found he, uh, Herbert West. He discovered an elixir of life that brought people back to life, but the problem is, is that they were all murderous maniacs because even though he brought the body back to life, he could not reconnect that soul. And I think that that soul is what tells us what is the difference between right and wrong, good and bad. And you know, so forth and so on. I think that that is the thing that gives us morality. Okay. Isn't it? I have a question though. Yeah. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't that? You know, it's like a car. You got to have a driver in the car because the car can still exist, but without the driver, where it doesn't know where to go or what to do. Yeah. So, wouldn't the soul kind of be that same thing where it's the driver? Like, I, I mean, actually like that. That's analogy. what I'm saying. Yeah, I like okay. the yeah. analogy of the. the the soul is the driver of the body. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong, dude. I was just trying to no, understand no. if that's what you meant. You know what I mean? That that's exactly what I mean. It's like it's it's the it's the ghost in the machine. You know, there it's you it's our soul in the machine. And like I was saying with you know with this with the great story by Lovecraft that it was like he brought these people back to life, but he could not reconnect the soul. You cannot have the body without the soul. It is what gives us our morality, our identity. Well, but I do think you can have the body without the soul. It would just be different. It would just, it would not be, it would not be what we see ourselves as human beings, but it might be something more as you see along the lines. And, and I, by the way, this is not me saying I don't think animals have souls because I do, but it might be something more. Yeah, it might be something (laughs) more along the lines of the lizard brain instinctual behaviors as opposed to the enlightened conscious thinking behaviors. What do you think, Chad? I think that, uh, you know, because I believe, you know, that we're like creators, you know, we create our own reality. And I I agree. I think that, like the body, maybe it's something that we created for ourselves to house our souls. Kind of like, uh, like a computer, you know, houses the, uh, the memory or whatever. So we're like, the body is the hardware and the, uh, the soul is like the software. And not, we're not so much parasites. It's just, that's what we, we created these bodies to hold us. Well, you know, I just watched Her, the movie yeah. Her, with yeah. uh, Tanner. And 
it really made me start to think about this whole concept of soul and consciousness in a different way. Because, of course, I'm very, you know, woo-woo, the soul is so beautiful, you know, <laughs> unicorns and bunny farts and all of that stuff. <laughs> and um, Bunny farts. <laughs> rainbows and sparkly fairies and fairy dust. And, and, I mean, that's just kind of who I am. But watching this movie, um, and I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but the artificial intelligence in this movie was self was learning enough to become self-aware. So do you think that artificial intelligence can ever get that far? And do you think that we can create some kind of an artificial intelligence that actually mimics human consciousness and soul? And if that's the case, then have we created new life forms and new souls? Let's start with Shane. Well, they can they can mimic the the thought process, but they can't mimic the feeling, the emotion behind it. You know, you can you can tell a machine to do a certain thing, and it'll do it. But that's about as far as it'll go. I mean, the feeling, the emotion, the exhilaration that people feel in certain aspects of their life. I mean, you can't recreate that in in you know artificial intelligence. It's only just the intelligence part. So I, I feel it's a it's it's a completely different thing. It's the the yin and the yang, I guess you can say. Well, in her, it actually did become that way that she had feelings and everything else. But so no, I've think, never I've never seen the movie. So okay, no. think think about this. I'm about to blow your minds. You ready? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Here we go. okay, okay. So yeah, go what if what we are is the artificial intelligence that our God created, and we're going to someday create artificial intelligence and become the gods of another universe, and the cycle goes on and on and on. Chuck, did your mind just go pew? I did. I'm sorry. That, I, yeah, that, I, that's a very good thought. It's a bluey, yeah. I got, I got some duct tape on my left arm right now. <laughs> 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 Rubbing over the tops of your heads off, yeah. boys? Yes, man, I'm telling you. Hey, hey! You know what, Chuck? Thank what God, I'm wearing my In the Dark Investigations baseball Ooh, cap. Yeah. Oh, yeah! You're gonna have <laughs> to go. read the bats out of that later. You're you're just brubbly. That's I know. A, I, I, oh, I, I know. Just, That's I so totally romantic. You, so, um, so continuing on with in the conversation. Wow. Let's see. Let's ask Chad next. So I don't know if you saw her or not, Chad, but just the concept of artificial intelligence and that just profoundly deep thought that I just shared with you. Where are you sitting on all of this? Well, maybe that's the the whole purpose is to eventually get to that point to where we create, you know, a form of life. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that an interesting thought? And somebody created our God and somebody, I mean, how how far does it go in infinity? Yeah, because we last forever, so yeah. Yeah, I know. Got to have something to do, right? And I mean, when you think about the millions of people on this earth, so how many, if each person creates one life form and we've all, Mm -hmm. our life form has been created as one of however many millions of, you know, it's just, Yeah, Rick, is your mind blown? It is blown, but you know what? Whenever I think of like artificial intelligence, I get this dis- just dystopian nightmare, and I think Skynet. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, I mean, no, seriously, it's like, here is this ultra super intelligent um, machine, 
And all of a sudden, it just decides that the rest of that us human beings, that uh, we're worthless and we just don't matter anymore. So we're just going to effing kill the whole thing. That I'm, I'm sorry, but like uh, artificial, ex- artificial intelligence is one of the things that really scares me. It does. You know, it doesn't scare me. It fascinates me because I'm always fascinated with the process of creation. So, Chuck, you get the last word on this uber mind blowing topic. <laughs> I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go with Shane uh, because I, I think that you can you can teach something intelligence. And like he's saying, mimicking. I get that. I said, but the soul is a whole it's a, it's a whole nother ball of wax. And I don't think without the, without the uh, artificial intelligence or the body of one or the robot or whatever you want to call it, without yeah. the soul being inside of it, I really don't think that it can understand. You could even program like feelings in it. Okay, when this happens, you should be sad or this happens, you should be happy. But I don't think it can actually process that to be, to be able to react on its own to different sets of uh circumstances because there's lots of different sets of circumstances that make you happy or sad and love or hate or whatever. I don't think you can, I don't think that can be programmed. I think that's, that's part of what I would talk about being that we're individuals and that that's our soul. That's who we are. That's what we're made up of. You know how I said you were going to get the last word and I was going to let this drop. I've really decided not to All right, bring it in, Karen. because I'm the boss. I'm in charge because nobody can hear Cheryl. So Cheryl, help me. if Cheryl if Cheryl falls in the woods and nobody's around, is there a sound? <laughs> Not if Skype's involved. <laughs> that wasn't my question. Yeah. Though. Now I've probably lost lost my question, which which my mm. oh no, I know what no, it no, is. No. So um, neurochemicals. Yeah. So when you look at the way that the human being functions. Every single thing that we experience, emotions, feelings, um, you know, thoughts, they all occur because of a very precise combination of chemicals that our body releases in unique, in unique patterns. Every single thing that we experience Mm -hmm. in our, in our inner world and our thoughts and things come about from these biological factors. Mm -hmm. So if, everything comes about from biological factors mm-hmm. then how can we argue that that there that maybe we maybe we are just biological beings and we don't have souls we just have tricked ourselves into thinking we do because we're a form of artificial intelligence that can't admit you know that we're something less than we think we are well, how about this? How about if, and, I, and it's true that I know you're talking about your chemicals, uh, mm-hmm. your chemical reactions to everything. How about if your soul is what chooses what chemical comes out so that your body can feel what your soul already does? Well, that's a good point because I'm re- I told you last week, I think I talked about this. I'm reading this book right now called You Are mm-hmm. the Placebo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I strongly recommend it to everybody. It's amazing. Um, and we can actually talk about this right now, as a matter of fact. So in the book, You Are the Placebo, the doctor that writes it, um, talks about how basically human beings respond to placebos because of the belief, the strong belief. They create a belief that it's going to work. And there are numerous studies that show of the placebo effect and the nocebo effect, which is like, a, you know, you think somebody's put a curse on you, so you're going to die, so you start experiencing cursed things. So that's, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, no, that's the nocebo effect, yes. I believe. Okay, so if belief rules us so strongly, 
then is every illness we have a self-created illness? And is every medication we take or cure that we take from medical science, is it really just us believing in the strength of the cure? And I think Shane, no. Did you go first last year? You could go first again. Shane. Uh, I feel very strongly on this subject, okay? Uh I had an uncle, I had an uncle that for about, uh, you know, he was 57 years old and healthy, I mean, healthy as a horse. I mean, he ran every morning and was just completely healthy, got regular checkups, okay? One one day he goes for his, his routine checkup, and he finds out that he has cancer, okay? Lung cancer. So this guy that was completely healthy, he finds out this news. He gets into a complete depression, so much so to where it completely overtakes his life. Two weeks later, my uncle is dead. Yep. Now, that's, so it that's begs a common the, it begs, story. Right. And, and it begs the question to me that if he never went to the hospital and heard that news, would he still be alive? Or would his life be extended past that two-week mark? In my opinion, yes. I, I believe that a lot of it. And how many times have we seen people, that, that doctors that say, okay, Here's this medicine. Take it and you'll get better. But with that medicine, there's about 70, it could be 50 to 70 other side effects that you have that's going to affect something else that you have to take another medication to right. take care of that. Right. So I, I, I believe strongly that how we feel and, and uh, as far as our mind process goes plays a very, very important role in everything in our lives. And I believe that we have a lot of control over our, of our mind, but a lot of people don't realize it. And I think sure. if we can, we can tap into that part, I think a lot of our lives that we'll see a, a change for the better. Yeah. And that's just my opinion on it. Well, so I agree. And before we move on to Chad, cause you're next to Chad, um, the, the, point that I want to make is I actually agree with everything you said and I, I believe that a majority of human illness not all of it but I do believe that a majority of human illness is caused by mindset but what's concerning no. about that is that we don't then um, that we don't move into a place of blame you're sick it's your fault rather we move into a place of responsibility I'm ill, I can be my own placebo and make myself feel better. What do you think about that, Chad? Well, if you go along with the theory that we're basically made of energy, you know, trying to figure out how to put this. It doesn't matter in the end because I I don't believe in death per se. I believe that you basically just transition from one form to the next or whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. And and like you were saying, things happen for a reason. So, you know, if you get sick, then to me, you're meant to get sick. Uh, if you're able to somehow make yourself feel better or miraculously heal, heal yourself, that's what's supposed to happen. If you die, you know, that's what's supposed to happen. That's just the way it is. So do you think that we have an effect on that, or do you think it's all sort of not necessarily predetermined, but that it's just part of the path of our soul? I just think, you know, you go through certain things in life because you're supposed to learn that lesson. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, Rick, what do you think about all of this? Well, I think that that's an emotional intelligence thing um, because you have people that go through cancer and survive it. They know that they have it, and yet they still survive it because they made the conscious decision, the emotional, in, emotionally intelligent is decision to say, I am going to beat this. I am going to get better. But if at the same time, if they were to say, ah, oh, you know, screw this, in six months I'm going to be dead, so who gives that, you know, and, and S-H-I-T, you know what I'm saying? So I just think it's like, it's it's purely psychological. You could tell yourself you're going to get better, you're going to get better. You could tell yourself that you're going to be dead in two weeks. Uh, and Shane, I'm very sorry to hear that. It's yeah, I've, I've lost many mm. people in my family to cancer. Um, it's just... You get some people who just, they give up, unfortunately. So do you, so I think I, what I hear you saying, Rick, is I, that it's a combination, that there is a biological aspect to illness, yeah, but that there I, is also a, an emotional and mental aspect to it. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's got to be the two things that are working together. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, you could, you could stay sick or you can get better. I think that, that depends upon the person. Sure. But sometimes what I would say is that sometimes, you know, we talk about healing from physical illness. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the healing that occurs with physical illness is death. Because sometimes that's the healing that needs to take place. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that death is, that's where you have your, uh, for lack of a better term, your come to Jesus moment where suddenly you become aware and you learn all those life's lessons because you no longer have any more time. So as long as we can include death in healing as a part of healing as part of the spectrum of healing then then i would agree with you what do you think about that chuck uh, i think that i'm i'm kind of like agreeing with a little bit of everybody um and here's here's the way i look at it um i believe that there is some biological connection to what you're talking about i do also agree though that there's the spiritual aspect to it also i i, I agree that the end result, like when Chad was talking about, you know, everything's predetermined, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I think that we have a certain amount of free will in that. And here's how, I, here's how I'll put it. I think the end result for us is the end result. But how we get to that end result is different. I believe mm-hmm. you have choices which will take you down maybe multiple paths and getting to that end result. It might be, take a little longer. It might take a little less. I think that's part of the learning process. I think that's part of how we grow. And I think mm-hmm. that also is a part of us as a whole. So, I so, mean, okay. So what you're saying is that mm-hmm. illness has a message for us yeah. and Ill- it's up Ill- to us what we do with it. Is that what I hear you saying? That's correct. I believe that that's a part of life. Everything okay. that we deal with is a part of life. And I think um, that's a part of it also and how we deal with it and how we feel about it. Um, can okay. can change the route we go. Okay, I noticed a little bit of Skype back chatter going on with this one. Did somebody want to add something, Chad? Well, just like I just said, I think maybe uh, when somebody passes away, maybe that's part of the, whatever contract they had in this life with the rest of the souls around them, because mm-hmm. maybe they're teaching lessons to the people around them. 
you know, and how to deal with deaths and stuff like I that. I absolutely agree with that, and I think that that's, that's actually the, a great subject. You guys, were, I'm just kind of letting the conversation flow, and so I'm sorry I'm not getting to all of your topics, because <laughs> I just started with some, and we're just sort of, sort of flowing. But let's talk about soul contracts, because that's another really fascinating topic to me. And I'm a big believer in them. I know that I've been kind of playing devil's advocate uh, about, you know, hey, maybe we don't have souls. I don't believe that. I used to believe that. Um, Chad and Cheryl knew. Chad and Cheryl knew me when I did when I believed yeah. that. Um, and and that's changed significant for me. But soul contracts are what Chad was just talking about, where you predetermine before you come to this life with a group of people, usually people in a soul group who travel with you, who come to lifetimes with you. Mm-hmm. You agree to come into this life and help them learn a lesson. That may mean that you're going to die too soon. It may mean that you're going to be a total asshole to that person. It may mean that you're going to be a loving presence who walks up to them on the street when they're having the worst day of their life and somehow convinces them not to kill themselves. It can be anything. It can be a moment or it can be a lifetime soul contract. And I believe that they exist, but I want to know if you do. I think, Rick, are you first? Um, Can I take a pass on this? Because I... Seriously, I don't know enough about that okay. to really get All right. answer. So I already have Chad with his mic turned on. So Chad, why don't you start? Uh, I believe in soul contracts, and I believe you actually don't even have to be on this plane. You could actually be a spirit and mm-hmm. be helping them, you know, like as a guiding spirit, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I believe that's what, to me, what dictates a lot of the stuff that happens in this world is you make a contract, with, you know, an agreement with somebody else that you know, they're going to do this and then you're going to do this. For, I mean, in a way, when you think about it, the whole planet is like everybody on the planet is connected. Yes. And, you know, we're helping each other learn. And, you know, sometimes it's like you can't really understand, well, why did this happen? You know, and it doesn't make any sense. And But, I mean, if, 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 if you learn something from that, then, you know. Sure. Fair enough. So, um, Chuck, what do you think? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know a lot about this either. Just from what you guys are talking about, I don't. Um, I don't know if I feel one hundred percent that I agree with that. Um, uh, like I was saying before, uh, I have this thing with free will, you know, to a certain point, and I think that um, I think we're when we we're down here on the planet, when we're put here, whatever, in this reality. Um, I do believe people affect us, you know what I mean, sort of in the same way you're saying that, where you're saying that it's kind of predetermined before you get here. I, I kind of, I'm from the, the viewpoint that you're here and your choices make you run into who you run into or, or deal with whatever you got to deal with to get to that end result. I don't, I don't know if I, I, okay. I you know, I'm not yeah, saying wrong sense. with that, but I don't agree with it, you know. No, I, uh, that, that makes total sense. And I actually would say to you that you're okay. absolutely right. We, we have a combination. We have soul contracts and we have free will. And, mm-hmm. um, sometimes people miss out on their soul contracts. And, you know, they, and a lot of those people, I think, probably have some struggles because they feel like they've missed something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just, again, that's, that's just something that I think. So, Shane, what do you think? Well, you know, I don't know too much about this topic as well, but um, from what you're saying, are, are you saying that, that uh, you know, different souls or, or spirits or whatever make a decision to go and affect a group of people or individuals? Is that what you guys are saying? Or Yes, yes, that it's a mutual agreement. So say you and I have a soul contract. Uh-huh. And our soul contract is that you decide that you want to experience yourself as forgiveness. That in this lifetime, what you want to learn about is forgiveness. And I, 
agree that I'm going to help you experience forgiveness, experience yourself as a forgiving person. So we come to Earth and we run into each other, perhaps just over a conversation like this. And I say something so horrible to you that it, it shakes your world up and you just can right. barely handle that. Um, because we agreed to do that and then you have to decide to forgive me or not because you're always a free will but that's me because we agreed now I don't consciously know this but we agreed before we came that I was going to help you experience forgiveness and this is the way that I found to do it so that's my question is what happened to the initial agreement uh, why, why don't if if this is the case? Why don't people remember that initial agreement? If we're all if we're all souls that you know we if we get to the reincarnation thing and we go and from body to body or the consciousness, why why do we not remember that initial agreement that we had with that other person? You see what I mean? Like with me and you, why wouldn't we remember that initial thing? We don't remember it until we've crossed on, uh, crossed over again. And I guess I would say because if we remembered everything from when we were souls while we're alive, then we never really would have anything resembling free will. And we would never have the opportunity to experience the dualities of things like love and hate and, you know, the bitter and the sweet and that type of thing. So so that's the way that I look at it. Yeah, that, that, that that's a very good point. Very good point. Okay, so let's move on to something a little less esoteric, shall we? <laughs> I think I'm going to go to Black-Eyed Kids. Dun, dun, dun. I know, Black-Eyed Kids, because this urban legend fascinates mm-hmm. me. Does everybody on the call know about Black-Eyed Kids, so I don't need to do any explaining? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, no splaining necessary. No splaining. So, <laughs> Chuck, this is yours. So I'm going to start with you. What do you, th- Black Eyed Kids? What's the deal? <laughs> That's my question right there. I really don't have an answer for it, but I just find it fascinating that um, it, it it seems to be occurring and occurring everywhere. Um, I I mean I I have several thoughts on it. I mean one is that uh, like Chad and I've talked a lot about the Skinwalker Ranch and that kind of stuff, and maybe it being a an alien human hybrid of some sort you know like people that are trying Mm -hmm. to to gather i don't know what they would be trying to gather from us you know what i mean if they're a little of both they should probably know everything but um for some reason they want to get close to uh humans maybe they're like they also talked about um uh, vampiric in ways you know where maybe they want to get to us because they want to drain our life force from us or drain our uh knowledge from us or whatever i i have several different thoughts on it but i'm not really sure i'd like to hear what other people have to say about maybe they have some different thoughts than i do so the first thing i want to know is does anybody Mm -hmm. here know somebody who's had an experience with black-eyed kids or is it always my aunt's cousin's best friend (laughs) anybody i've never had experience Classic, classic urban legend. Um, So, Shane, what do you think? Uh, You know, I'm I'm with with Chuck on this one. My mind's blown when it comes to this uh, this urban legend here. I I I don't know what to think about it. You know, like he says, it is popping up everywhere. But you know, I I honestly do not know. I I just (laughs) I do not know. It's fascinating, but I just do not know. Yeah, I know. It is really a weird one. 
uh, Chad, any theories? Well, it's kind of weird. Like, it kind of reminds you of, like, how, you know, with vampires, they have to get permission to come into your house or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the Black Eyed Kids have to get your permission to actually, you know, invade your space. Um, I think they might be, like, negative thought forms, you know, or they're looking for some way to sustain themselves. And if they can get close to you and they can feed off your fear or whatever like that. So when you say negative thought forms, you mean a human created something that we created out of our own fears? Yeah. Ah, nice, that's the Jared. first time I've heard that theory, and I actually really like that one. Rick, what do you think? I think urban legend. You think urban legend? Yeah. But it's a it's it's a cool urban legend if that's mm-hmm. the case. And urban legends, come on, they're creepy as hell, and that's. I mean, that's why people love them. I mean, they're either they touch on something in us. That are they touch on our darkest fears, or they touch on our secret hopes and wishes? Like there's one urban legend about the the couple who uh, goes away on vacation and they come back, and I don't remember the whole thing, but you know, and the couple are real jerks or something, and they come back and they uh, start taking looking through pictures in, in their hotel room, and they notice that you know. Some thieves have broken into the hotel room and are taking pictures with their camera of things in the hotel room. And the very last picture is the thieves with something sticking out of their butts, and they look, and it's their toothbrushes <laughs> that they've been using through the... I mean, it, it's an urban legend, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it, it touches on two things, our fears, I mean, because, mm-hmm. but also kind of our secret wishes, because doesn't everybody want to see a douchebag get a comeuppance? Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah. you know oh yeah well you know and, and urban legends aren't there there's always there's always some truth to them they had to have started somewhere they had to yes have been, you know yes. so it's like that's that's my interest it's like you know I, I like you said i don't know anybody's ever said oh my god black eyed kid tried to get in my house you know what i mean right. but at the same time you know you hear about it read about it well you know you can hear about it read about anything but um where did it like how did it start you know what i mean that's that's kind of the curiosity for me it's like well, who came up with this idea you know yeah I mean? exactly so somebody in chat wants to know so are black eyed kids like shadow people anyone take this one um not from what i, I mean not from what i've read i mean they're more yeah. they're more physically there you know what i mean like kids with, mm-hmm. with hoods over their heads it seems to be the thing but there's been adults and stuff like that but uh, most of them center around the child or the teenager kind of you know with the hood over his head knocking on the door trying to get in i mean because the, the they main look story- solid yeah. yeah, they look solid. They look like regular people. Yeah, Except exactly. they have pure black eyes. Well, they black don't start that evil. way. But they, <laughs> they don't start like that. They start off looking just like you or I. And when they're knocking on your, say you're in a car and they're knocking on your door and no, you ain't going to let them in, but yet you feel like you, sh- you need to let them in. Like there's some kind of a subconscious, like uh, mental telepathy going on where they're trying to force you to open the door. Then when you look up and you're trying to fight it and saying no, that's when you see them change to the black eyes. Oh, they have hypno eyes. A hypno eyes. <laughs> I got it. Okay, so uh, we have time for one more topic, and I think how do you guys feel about doppelgangers? What do you think they are, Chad? This is yours, so you're first. Well, when I originally put that question forward, what I was talking about was more like uh, you know, like somebody sees somebody. And but they've never been to that place before, and then they come over there years later, and this person goes, "I remember you from years back," but they've never been there before. 
Mm-hmm. So is that like a doppelganger? Is that like a uh, maybe part? Maybe their spirit went there. It's like some kind of time, timey wimey type thing. Well, it could be, but the other thing is that there are a lot of people on this planet, mm-hmm. and I think that their chances are pretty good that some poor sap is going to look a lot like. Okay, them. let me give you an example. And I okay. read this today about how this lady worked at this restaurant. She's a server. She was outside looking in on a break, and she saw one of the chefs sitting with somebody, another server she worked with, but this other server was supposedly like at a place like Hawaii. Okay. So how does they? How does that happen? Um, okay. So how do you think it happened? I it might have, to me it might have been like more like a, an astral projection of them. You know, maybe they wanted to be at work and maybe they were sleeping and here they are. Okay. All right. What do you think, Shane? Well, you know, the, the story of doppelgangers is that, that it goes back a very long time. And the story goes that you know Abraham Lincoln saw his. Before his assassination, you know, there's That's there's all true. these different stories. Um, so, I, I believe it's an interesting thing um, with the astral projection. I'm going with that one a little bit um, because of some of the studies that I've done with that. Um, that would seem more of a plausible explanation than just you know, there's a there's a double that's going around, and if you see it, you'll you know, your death is imminent or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I would say the actual projection thing would, would be a little more plausible to me. Yeah, okay. Rick, what do you think? I think I think it's probably a psychic projection. I mean, if I'm here, you know, 30 miles, 30, 40 miles north of Chicago, but I really want to be in, uh, um, I don't know, say Norway, <laughs> just a completely random place, and somehow I'm able to project myself there, I just think it's some kind of psychic projection. Okay, all right, and Chucky G. <laughs> well, first of all, if there is a doppelganger, I want to send him to work, and I want to collect a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> I know, exactly. That's yeah, the you life. Know yeah, there you go. But, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, it's happened here at my house with my own kids, so, I mean, I don't really know how to explain it. Um, like, you know, like when, you're, when you when you look in Native American uh, – history they like when people pass away they the spirit actually splits into two one is what they call the ghost which goes away the other one is is a a form of energy that stays here on the planet so is it possible that we can while we're still alive can it split off you know what i mean um under the right circumstances i don't know i mean like i like i said i was here one day and i was upstairs getting changed up in uh, the room above upstairs and my kids were downstairs and they saw someone looked exactly like me uh, walk into my room at least from the back end looked like uh, it was me walking into my room and then i come out of the bedroom and upstairs and they're like what the heck is going on that the total confusion on their face was actually kind of funny but i mean they were like you know what the heck is going on and and they're telling me, and they're, and I mean, my kids are pretty good about not making stuff up. So they're like, I, I, I swear to God, I saw you down there. And it's like, who knows? You know what I mean? But okay. I don't know. All right. Okay. So I'm going to, did I get everybody, Rick? Did I get you? Yes, you did. Okay. So I'm going to throw in Rick's question really, really fast. Um, so this is the lightning round where everybody has a minute or less to answer. Uh, <laughs> Rick wants to know how we all feel about certified paranormal investigators. Rick, you get to answer first. Um, I think it's one of those things that's completely bogus. Uh, you know, put down your, you know, for like Ghost Hunters Academy, put down your $700 and boom, you're an expert. I, you know what, if you're gonna, if there's going to be certification, then there also has to be uh, reg, uh, regulation as well. I think that anybody can do this. Um, I, you know, I mean, just 
some people are researchers. Well. That, that's what I'm saying. But some people are the researchers. Some people are the investigators. Some some of us do both. But yeah, and exactly. Some are thrill seekers. Good. And there are some are thrill seekers. And yeah, some are psychic mediums who do energy work as opposed to investigating. Because that's what we, I do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I just I, I just think that the certification thing, somebody saying they can certify you is completely bogus. Okay. All right. So uh check a G. Um, I think that that's just silly. I mean, unless unless you know you're coming back from the pet, you know, you've you just died and you've come back and now you're going to certify people. Maybe you could do that because um, you have the answers. But other than that, I don't know how you could possibly even do that. Plus, I think that would just that would just limit the amount of people that could be involved in it because you know there are people who are amateurs more than others and such. But we're all we're all basing it on theory. We're all basing it on what we think, believe, whatever. So I think that allowing everyone to actually do take part in it is a way that we might actually be able to find answers. Because it could be the guy that doesn't know much about it at all that just runs across something and goes, holy cow, this is what's happening. And then the rest of us go, oh, great, with all our great equipment, we couldn't even figure it out. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. that, that that would just limit things, and I don't think there's a way to do that. All right, Chad. Well, I don't know about so much about certification. I think that uh, a lot of universities should actually offer courses in parapsychology. I because, agree. Because then you can get training. Yeah. And it's, yep. if it's certified, it's certified by, you know, a recognized academic organization. Yes. And, you know, I think the most important thing to me is not so much certification, but uh, some of these groups need to get insurance. Yeah. Because <laughs> what if something <laughs> happens, you know, even just like for something gets broken, you know, they have, you know. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's what liability waivers are for. Um, but, you know, waivers essentially keep the honest people honest. So, Shane, you get the last word on certification. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's a really silly thing as well. I'm, I'm with Chad with this. If there's an academic um, certification in that regard, I believe that would be awesome. But, you know, I can say all day long I'm a certified doctor. But uh, if I don't have the proper training and the academic certifications as far as in, in that regard, then it's completely bogus of me saying, hey, I'm a doctor. You know, okay. I think a lot of people go around go around saying that they're a, a, a certain thing, but, you know, it doesn't hold much weight because they don't have the proper training. All right. So education, good, certification, silly. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to our fabulous panel of guests. And Rick, because he's not a guest, but he's still fabulous. So <laughs> I am fabulous. You I'm super are. fabulous. So I know. fabulous. So thank you to Shane and Chad and Chucky G for coming on. I wish Cheryl could have joined us. Um, we'll get this ironed out by next week. I'm absolutely certain I'm not, but I'm 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 gonna visualize. Um, so Chuck. Yes. Since we have the pleasure of having you on the show this evening, I thought maybe you could tell us what's going on in the next hour and a half. Oh, just fabulous things will be happening in the next hour and a half because you're going to be listening to Chucky G on In the Dark Radio. Chucky G. I'll be Chuck having Mr. G. Ben Robison on with me. Love Ben. Yeah, Ben's cool. Yes. Yeah, you know, he's just funny. I, I thought he was cool because I just looked on Facebook and I saw him with his head on the Grace American Hero body. I'm like, I love this guy. I just yeah. love him. So yeah. we're just we're gonna have fun. We're gonna we're gonna be t- talking some stuff and just having a good time. So I'm looking and forward to. And he is great conversation. Yeah, he is. He's a he's yeah. a funny guy. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. That's what's happening in the next hour and a half. All right. So starting at seven thirty until mm-hmm. nine o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. Other times in other states, but you know I'm on the West Coast, so we go with Karen time. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so anyway, um, thank you guys so much for coming on. Rick and I have a little business to take care of at the end of the show. Chuck, mm-hmm. have a good show after us. I'm thank assuming you. you're just going to stay on. Yes, I um, am. Yeah, I figured as much, because if Cheryl hangs up, God knows what'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never get back on. <laughs> I know, really. So, But thank you, guys. This has been an interesting and fun discussion. I'm, I appreciate you all sending your topics, and I'm sorry I didn't get to as many of them. You know, I just never move in a linear fashion, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm not a linear thinker. I I'm, I'm, I'm kind of yeah, a shotgun thinker. Yeah, thank you very thinker. much. Yeah, oh, thank, thank you, you so Shane. much. All right, so let's talk next week on Paranormal Underground Radio. I am going to be off because it is my son's final band concert of high school, of Mm -hmm. his youth. Oh, my gosh. Um, Before he's off to college to have band concerts elsewhere. (laughs) So I'm not going to be here next week. Uh, It'll be Rick. And then after next week, we're taking the month of June off, but we will be back in July. Uh, um, and Chuck is Chuck is taking a hiatus as well, correct, Chuck? That is correct, ma'am. Yeah, so we are all getting some well-deserved time off. Uh, Rick and I have been doing this for four years, yeah, long time. Almost. Yeah, long time. Four years now. Four years. Um, and then next week's show, we Rick will be talking to June Lundgren, who is a psychic and author. Two of her books are A Medium's Guide to the Paranormal and paranormal encounters so it's always fun i wish i could talk to her because it's always interesting to me to talk to other psychic mediums and sort of see what they have going on um and the way that they experience things because i find that a lot of psychic mediums experience things very differently from one another also um oh i was going to ask cheryl but i can't i believe cheryl you can just type in you can talk hey there she is I called in on my home phone. Oh, when I said that, I was just kidding, and you decided to do it, huh? I, I said I said I needed my yeah. sidekick tonight, so, you know. All right, yeah, very good. So, Cheryl, the, the magazine's out now, right, May? Yeah, the May issue um, is on the website, paranormalunderground.net. Uh, there's a PDF you can um, order there on the site, and we email it to you. And um, there's also hard copies available on magcloud.com if you want that. They're a little pricey, but they're there. And then the uh, uh, the online, not the online, the um, interactive version on our app, on the Google Play app, and on the on Apple Newsstand app, uh, on will be on, on the Google. <laughs> will be there um, any day now. So you can okay. subscribe on those apps if you like. All right, very good. So um, I looked at this month's magazine. It's wonderful as always if you sent in a dream interpretation um it's in there yes and we would like to invite anyone who would like to have who has some dream symbols or some weird dreams or whatever to send them in you can email them to editor at paranormalunderground.net you can request to be anonymous in the magazine we're perfectly fine with that and i will interpretate your dream and i know that's not really a word i will interpret your dream uh i actually enjoyed the few that we got this last time and i thought we got some good stuff out of it didn't you cheryl yeah i thought they were really interesting and the thing i love about dream interpretation is you well really when i'm when i'm dreaming such strange things i don't 
get it. And then when you really analyze it and look at it, you can really learn some things, I think, from that. It totally it. makes sense. Every time, I mean, I wake up some mornings and go, oh, whoa, <laughs> what did I eat last night? But, you know, usually it's cheese. I understand that cheese <laughs> is supposed to give you really weird dreams if you eat cheese right before you go to bed. But no, I'll, and, but then I'll sit down with my little piece of paper and, and my dream interpretation book, and I'll start to I'll write out the dream. And even before I've started looking up things, I, as soon as I start writing out the dream, things start to click, and it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And it's totally my subconscious mind telling me stuff. Yep. You yeah, guys don't want to know stuff. about my dreams. <laughs> Do you eat cheese before bed? No. Is the cheese old and moldy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, guys, it is time for us to mosey on down the highway. Hey, I'm going to miss you guys. Well, you know, and I'll be yeah. back in... Um, July, and by then I'll have a graduate, and I will have been over the most emotional part of it probably until September when he goes to college. (laughs) It'll all be good. So um, you guys have a – come back next week to listen to Rick, of course, Mm -hmm. and Chuck. But Mm -hmm. um, for the rest, you have a good June. And um, thank you, everybody, as always, for listening. Thanks to Shane and Chad and Chucky G and Cheryl, who figured out how to get on the air, and Rick and everybody. Um, this was a great conversation. So come back next week. Listen to Rick, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Y'all have a good evening. Good Stick night. around for Chucky G. If you'd like to be a get Paranormal Underground Radio, email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at ParanormalUnderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.